Well, let's go to the Beatitudes again. The best attitude, number four, Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's the best attitude tonight. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after or for righteousness, for they will be sealed. Just a foundational or Contextual statement. These verses in the Sermon on the Mount are spoken from the lips of Jesus to his disciples. Jesus knows that there are others on the periphery who are listening, but he's specifically talking to those who have committed themselves to his training. That's us. We're, we're, we're disciples. We're Christians. We're believers. This word is for us. You can call them requirements for membership. There are some privileges, I said a few weeks ago, uh, that have believers only written all over them. And these are those. These conditions, these requirements, these blessings are not just for anyone. Uh, they're for those who, who really, really are serious and have surrendered to following after the master. So that's the initial commentary. I want to ask a question. Do you know anyone who stays hungry, thirsty all the time? Because when you are desperately hungry or thirsty, you can think of nothing else. I often tell my leaders uh, to never make major decisions when you're hungry, when you're angry, when you're sleepy, when you're tired. In men's class a few weeks ago, uh, the men added a fifth category. I never make a major decision when you're drunk or high. Isn't that something to come out of a men's Bible class? But be that as it may, it certainly has relevancy in our times, doesn't it? Hunger and thirst are so expressive in this passage of scripture, uh, Jesus 
puts it within the reach of any and everybody who's listening, who can't relate and see visions of what it means to be hungry or thirsty. What are you hungry and thirsty for? Power, possessions, pleasure, a platform? Lucifer was hungry and thirsty for power and a platform. Nebuchadnezzar in the Old Testament was hungry for power and possessions. The rich fool in Luke 12, who talked about eating, drinking, and being merry, he was hungry for pleasure and possessions. So you see, it's possible to be hungry for the wrong things. Then, when you get them, you find no satisfaction. You're still empty. Like climbing over people to get to the top of a ladder, and then you discover when you get to the top that the ladder is leaning against the wrong building. Hallelujah. Hungry and thirsty after or for righteousness is just as natural for the believer once he or she is saved as it is for a natural person who's born through the womb of a woman. It's it's innate. It's inherent. It's how we are wired. We're, we're born that way. You know, a baby comes forth, you know, smacking its jaws for something to suck on, whether it's a pacifier or the nipples of mother's breast. It's just natural uh, for for a baby to 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 have a a a desire for for nourishment. As a believer, there should likewise be that same intense desire. It, it comes natural in the spirit. I know that sounds like a what do you call it? A paradox, natural in the spirit, but it starts at salvation. The moment we get saved, and then it continues in sanctification, you know, daily living, and it will ultimately conclude in glorification, in glory. Uh, this hunger and this thirst, this craving, this desire, it it never stops as long as we are saved. So it's unspiritual. It's not the way of the kingdom to be void of the desire for the things of God. Hungry and thirsty after righteousness. 
righteousness. Uh, righteousness means justification. Righteousness means we've been made acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Jesus freed us. Uh, now God looks at us through the the righteousness of his son. We've been made right because we believe in Jesus. So now God ain't mad at us no more. And and that uh, righteousness, that urge, remains and it grows more intense uh, the longer uh, we stay alive and yield our lives to him in obedience. Now, of course, you can adjust your intake and condition yourself to live on less in a natural sense. You know, there there are folk who are 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 proud and have mastered eating miniature meals. They've adjusted their intake and they've contented themselves to to live on less. It's almost as though, you know, they eat at season fifty two. That restaurant, high price, but they give you small portions. Uh, or it's like those airline meals, even in first class, they're real, real small. And it's, it's possible to just, in a natural sense, yourself to less intake. But in a spiritual sense, you miss what God has for you. If you try to adjust yourself to less, leanness is admirable, maybe on the physique. But as a believer, you don't want to be known as a lean believer. You want to be juicy. <laughs> you want to be plump. Uh, you want to. Be full of all that God has for you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Don't get it twisted. Righteousness is not a work ethic. You can't do enough good things to get brownie points with God. Uh, this hunger and this thirst is a craving, a consuming desire, uh, not for power or praise or possessions, uh, but to manifest the life that the Holy Ghost is developing on the inside. So, we cannot resist asking tonight, how can one love God? And not hunger and thirst for righteousness. Psalm 40 says, As the deer panteth o'er the water, so my heart longeth after thee. It's natural for a deer, uh, as he draws closer to a cool, quiet stream of water, to start panting because 
it's time to drink. And there's a sense in which every believer has a panting. He wants to have the fullness of God, the fervency of God, the fellowship of God's spirit. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, the promise for they, talking about we believers, shall be filled, will be completely satisfied. We hunger and thirst. We'll never lack. Uh, not one good thing will he withhold from those who love him. We can be completely satisfied as much as we can be satisfied on this side of eternity. Here in earth, in life, we just get apart. But then in his faith, we'll be completely satisfied. So here's the irony. As good and filling as one meal is, within a few hours or by the next day, you're ready to eat again. You always want more. So the more we feel with the taste of Christ's righteousness, uh, uh, the more we can't wait until it's supper time again. One Sunday a month is not filling. One Sunday of worship occasionally is not filling. Having never worshipped either online or in prison since COVID started in March 2020 is not filling. My God, you don't know it. But spiritually, you may be malnutritioned and close to being spiritually dead. Oh, God. No giving of tithes and offerings. No Bible study. I mean, can it get any more convenient than this 30-minute lifeline lesson? You're still too busy. You don't have to go home and then feed and get the kids comfortable and drive back out to the church house for Bible study. You can study right where you are, and you still don't have time. Wow. You can't get sealed like that. So. Another question, what are we really eating? What are we really drinking? Is it any wonder our lives are in shambles? I just cannot understand these believers who are looking to do less, give less, and grow more like Jesus. That's not what Jesus says tonight. He says, blessed are those who are hungry and thirsting after righteousness because they'll be filled. So if you're not happy as a believer, 
They maybe you ought to check your diet. What are you consuming? What's consuming you? Where's worship? Where's giving? Where's prayer? Where's Bible reading? Where's Christian fellowship? Hallelujah. Those are just some remarks I had jotted down and I wanted to share tonight. I pray, God, that you were blessed and that this attitude will manifest itself in your life. Keep on being hungry and thirsty after righteousness. The spirit person God is building on the inside because the promise is he's going to satisfy that. Hallelujah. 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 So that's my lesson for tonight. I pray, God, that he who has an ear to hear has heard what the Spirit has had to say. And thus is the word of faith which I teach.